Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome. On this episode, we will discuss why I have the unpopular opinion that you actually should pray for patients. Every time I'm at church and someone makes the comment, never pray for patients, I get a little more sad on the inside. (laughs) Well, not really, but it does make me think they must not truly understand what they're missing by having that thought process. Now, it's not just the act of not praying for patience that I'm concerned about for these people who believe this. It's really about the belief that represents in their lives and that can create more problems. So that belief represents other beliefs that can be detrimental to your growth and progress. And that's what I want to discuss today are those three underlying beliefs that may be holding you back from praying for patience and ultimately gaining the growth and progress your heavenly parents want for you. So I want to dive into those beliefs. The first reason that you might think praying for patients is a bad idea is because you have the belief that you shouldn't have problems. You know, when I hear people make the comment, don't pray for patients, it's really often followed by, you don't know what problems you'll bring into your life, right? Or what challenges that will bring. And this belief shows that you have the belief that you can somehow stop problems from occurring in your life. And of course, you can prevent certain problems by making healthy choices, right? But there isn't a point in your life where you will not have problems. And I love this quote from Elder Evan A. Schmutz of the 70 that confirms that same idea. He said, Jesus did not speak of the possibility of rain and flood and wind in our lives. He spoke of the certainty that storms will arise. The variable in the parable is not whether storms will come, but how we have responded to his loving invitation to both hear and do what he has taught. There is no other way to survive. I love that he points out that rains, floods, and winds aren't possibilities. They're certainties in our lives. We live in a fallen world with fallen bodies where people are allowed to use their agency unrighteously. We are going to have problems. There is not a shortage of problems in this world that we did not cause of our own doing, and there are no avoiding those problems. And I want to talk a little bit about what you're missing out on by having that belief, but I want to show you that if you continue in this belief, that you shouldn't have problems, what's going to happen? Having that belief often leads to the second belief, which is having a victim mentality. A victim mentality is when you blame others for the way your life is. You truly think life is against you. So if you start believing you shouldn't have problems, but you live in a world where problems exist on every corner without even choosing them, then you might start thinking that someone or something is to blame for the problem, which then often leads 
people to blame God for their problems. And having this type of mentality and choosing to blame someone or something else for your problems only leads to you having trouble coping with your problems in your life and feeling powerless against them. You'll start to feel stuck in life and approach life with a negative attitude. All of these effects of of a victim mentality ultimately distance you from God. Because if you believe God is the culprit for your misery, you're not going to want to invite him into your life anymore, right? But remember, God is not up there striking down problem after problem into your life. God designed the plan of salvation to have a period of time in your life where you would have the opportunity to experience opposition in order to grow. We are in that time period where this world will give us problems because it naturally has opposition. Or we will cause our own problems with our own choices because we have agency to do so. And God is up there to help us grow from these problems and progress into the people he knows we can become because of these problems. Only if we choose to allow him to help us with those problems. But if you persist in this victim mentality and allow it to grow, then you're likely going to develop this last belief about problems. And the third one is, if I have problems, I must be doing something wrong. With this default approach that problems are bad, it can lead you to thinking that if problems are bad, then that must mean you did something bad or wrong, which means then you are bad or wrong. And this is a common thought spiral that happens for a lot of women that make meaning out of everything that comes. And this meaning often comes back to, I must be the cause and there must be something wrong with me. And there's a lot of danger in growing, going down that thought spiral of thinking you're bad or wrong. This belief can spill out into other areas of your life and cause you to withdraw and isolate yourself from many wonderful people and situations and opportunities. The other day when I was listening to a podcast, I heard this quote and absolutely loved it and thought it would fit in with this belief here. But I want to give a little warning. I normally quote prophets and apostles to support my ideas, which I will continue to do. But this one was really too good to pass up. So today I'm choosing to quote Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. He said, the problem with the problem isn't the problem. The problem with the problem is your attitude about the problem. So it sounds like something Jack Sparrow would say, right? But the reason I loved it was because it really is about the problem. It really isn't about the problem. It's about your belief about the problem. So remember what I said in the beginning is that what that belief represents in your life can create more problems. That belief represents other beliefs that can be detrimental to your growth and progress. So having these beliefs can really create a distance from God and the inability to give you what wonderful power and gifts in your life. So having the opinion that you should, that you should Pray for patience is actually the process of thinking in a higher and holier way. So when you begin to pray for patience, you bring into your life 
the power to handle situations instead of situations handling you. You are taking the offensive approach in declaring that you have access to a source, God, who can help you navigate this problem instead of being at the problem's mercy to throw you around. When you take this offensive approach, you start to change from why is this happening to me to what am I not seeing yet? What What do I need to pay attention to? And what am I missing? You look for these opportunities to see where you can grow and progress from these problems. When you pray for patience, you also gain access to Christ's enabling power. His atonement was not only for your sins, but for your burdens placed on your shoulders from living in this fallen world. When you pray for patience, you step into the yoke with him and you shoulder those problems together. Without praying and asking, you can't step into that yoke because you must feel, must use your agency to ask for his help. And finally, when you believe that praying for patience is helpful in your life, you will start to have more confidence to handle future problems. You start to see the power it brings into your life and you begin to grow in faith and trust with God for any problem that comes your way. You feel his confidence to handle these problems and stress begins to dissipate in your life. Now, if you have related with any of these beliefs about problems, you may need some tools to help you with those beliefs. Those types of beliefs don't just go away by recognizing them. Often they've been used frequently and have taken root inside of you. And one of the ways I suggest clearing out those roots of those belief systems is to learn mental health skills through a spiritual lens. And in fact, these are the exact tools that I teach in my Removing Roadblocks to Revelation group coaching program. When you join us for this program, you can learn to remove your internal battles that are causing the revelation you need for the trial to be blocked. You learn four types of mental health skills through a spiritual lens so that you can receive hours back in time, energy, help, peace, and peace beyond your own. I'm a little under a month away from opening this program up. So if you want to be notified when the program opens up, just click the link in my show notes. You'll get on the wait list and you won't miss out on the opportunity when the program opens again. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well. Or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.